What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name is Corey. My name is Alex, and it's 11-11, make a wish. Hey! Yay. Oh, you've been noticing that a lot. I have been noticing that a She's lot. Re- yeah, of the same, the same numbers. And someone sent tagged me in a post that if you see like certain numbers it means things but i don't remember <laughs> i don't buy it i don't remember what it means it's a pretty rare coincidence that i okay. keep seeing the same numbers over and over That's again very true who do we have today we have helen here Ooh. she i feel like i'm gonna miss things so you can correct me all right <laughs> she's a fitness model yes. a photographer a dancer a cat mom <laughs> what else All, a beautiful human inside and out oh thank you um just recently started um making my own music as well yes <laughs> i forgot the music thing yes, yes. Um, would you say would you say you're a music producer or um, sound I, engineer i started or... like teaching myself maybe six months ago i can't quite call myself that yet okay you know, when you're just starting yeah, yeah 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 but yeah kind of aiming for that you're making like beats yes. like what kind of music yeah i'm working logic and oh, cool. uh yeah. i would say that it's it's uh kind of a dreamy pop like with some dark notes to it it's, cool yeah. yeah personal lots of emotional content like yeah. anna of the north type stuff uh probably yeah like i would compare it to banks maybe oh cool yeah very cool yeah mm, i've recently a... just discovered anna of the north and i'm like obsessed with her because she's got that like very like <clears throat> It's very kind of whimsical. Yeah, Yeah. but then she's like singing about all kinds of crazy stuff. Do you put your music anywhere? Um, I yeah, I have four tracks up on SoundCloud. Okay, I'll I'll link it in the show notes if that's okay with you. Yes, please. My artist name is Seven, spelled with an X. Oh, Um, yeah, because if you spell my name in Russian, which is my first language, Helen, it's the H is an X. Oh, yeah. And Interesting. So, Did not know and then, that. And then the L is a turned over V, so it oh, kind of... I like cool. it. It's a little... Ana- what do you call it? An anagram? No, not an anagram. Um. Anyways, it's creative. I love yeah. That. Yeah, what is that called? Yeah. It, Whatever. It's very creative. I like it. I am not smart like enough it. to know. So. <laughs> um, cool. right, so you know four languages. Yes. Four and a half. Well, yeah. Kind of. That's yeah. German is like half your language. I would say that I'm really good... A German when I'm a bit tipsy, oh, talking to strangers I, about random things, yeah. but like, you know, it's limited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, studied Spanish in high school for like, growing up in California, you kind of like have to know Spanish. Um, they give you the option of Spanish or French, but... I would love to learn Spanish. Yeah. So when I was, when I graduated high school, I would say I was pretty decent at it. Like mm-hmm. I could carry on a basic conversation, um, but then... It's like, you know, you don't use it, you lose it. But when I go to other countries, it's so weird that like all of a sudden, even if it's it's not a Spanish speaking country, but all of the Spanish comes back to me. It's like the weirdest thing when I was in Tel Aviv. Yeah. I like had all like I would almost respond in Spanish or even French because I studied a little French in college. It's so weird. Does that ever happen to you? I mean, I feel like any sort of foreign language stimulates yeah. that other part of your brain. Yeah. Where- you have your foreign languages yeah and, and um but for me it's like a little different because russian is my first language yeah. so i speak it 
you know, with my family. Yeah. English is kind of, kind of like my second Second language. Like I don't really think in Russian before I have to speak English. So you don't think in Russian. Okay. So you can think in English. Yeah. I think in English and I can think in Russian. So it's it's like in the same area of my brain, but then like Finnish, I speak Finnish, Estonian, and a little bit of German. That is all in my sort of foreign languages yeah yeah so when you have to say a sentence in Finnish or Estonian Mm -hmm. do you think in Russian and English and or English and then oh my gosh (laughs) your brain I have to to, yeah wow that's amazing do you dream in a specific language um that's a great fucking that is a good question I've never actually thought about language yeah like I never thought about language and dreams I think I think part of it is English, part of it's Russian. I think maybe recently more so English because mm. that's just my life. You yeah. Know, I speak English more yeah. than I speak Russian. Mm, I wonder, you're going back to visit your family soon, right? Yeah, September 10th. You let me know if you start dreaming in Russian. <laughs> sure. I've heard that there's like there's a finite number of languages that the human mind can retain at this point. And that if you like... Gain, yeah, I mean, I have like to the imagine. The guy that like knows how to speak the most, like if he gains a new one, he loses one. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... That could definitely happen. Um, I don't really practice Estonian that much. So, like, probably if I go back home and I have to converse in Estonian, like, it will happen, but it will take me, like, a week to recombobulate with it, you know, get the vocabulary back up. Cool. So, were you born in Russia? I was born in Estonia. Okay. But Estonia is a former Soviet Union country. So, my mom's from Russia. My dad's half Estonian, half Ukrainian, but he was brought up in Russian as well, so... Dang. Yeah. So uh, how did you come to be a model in New York City? <laughs> like, uh, actually, hold on. Let's, let's Long let's, story. On. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess we should start with... Uh, we'll want to do some Wednesday yeah, wisdom some and then Wednesday we'll go wisdom. into yeah. your always, life story. Yeah. Okay, I'm cool. so curious. I'm like fascinated. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how did this happen? Yeah. But did but, you guys know it's Thursday? <laughs> yes, it is. But this podcast comes out on Wednesday. I literally... <laughs> told, I literally thought I, it was Monday yesterday. I woke, <laughs> it's such a crazy week. I woke up thinking it was Friday, and it wasn't until we were leaving to go to the gym where I was like, oh, it's Thursday. Bro. <laughs> um, okay. You want to start us off since you're our guest? Wednesday uh, wisdom. Okay. On a Thursday. So um, people should take more naps. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I just I watched this video my sister sent me. It's a, it's a short little video. It's called How to Simplify Your Life. Mm. And I have to say, like, I moved from Brooklyn to Jersey City and I've, like, drastically simplified my life <laughs> by, like, not exerting myself too much with people and the things that I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and really found the time to just be because um, I realized how overstimulated I get. Yeah. And how that causes me anxiety and how I feel like I'm not doing enough. And I feel like people in New York especially feel that all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know while taking naps they're like oh my god FOMO like I could have done something better with this time but actually it's this one over here like I took naps <laughs> it's good it's yeah good. and then it's also good to get bored yeah because that's where creativity comes from oh I love that I've been feeling I, we so since our apartment was had a fucking hole in the ceiling <laughs> we were staying at my sister's place because she um has her roommate moved out and her new one hasn't moved in yet. And so we moved the cats over there and I 
was just like literally sitting in a room with nothing except for my cats and a bed <laughs> and oh. my computer charger died and I didn't have another one and I was doing work when my computer oh my died. God. Literally my nightmare. And oh. I like, I could do work from my phone, but I really don't like doing emails and things from my phone. Mm-hmm. And I had to send Google docs and stuff. And so I was just sitting there. I'm like, I'm so fucking bored right now. Like, what am I going to Did do? <laughs> no, I didn't. I read some of my book and I just kind of like pet the cats and laid down. But then I, there was luckily someone in the apartment had a computer charger. <laughs> but did it like create space in your head for some new ideas maybe? like cause I, feel I, I like... think if I had sat there a little bit longer, uh, it was really really like 30 minutes. Yeah. But um, if I had sat there longer, for sure. But I hadn't had that feeling in such a long time of I'm bored. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, I'm but convinced it's, it's good for phones you. Have yeah. Killed, phones have killed boredom. Oh, yeah, you, people can't Murder even wait boredom. at a stoplight anymore. Bro, I can't even go five seconds without taking my phone out of my pocket. It's crazy. We I'm are all training extremely. Myself not to do I started not bringing it to the gym in mm. the morning. Yeah, that's I don't. good. I just like I get up, I leave my phone on the table. I'm like, I'm gonna give myself a one hour. Yeah. So I start I, with an hour. I came yeah. up with this um, sort of idea for myself. Um, if I want to post something on Instagram, I'll download the app post and remove it oh good for you not until i post the next week or whenever i choose to post when i have something to say because you like you wake up and you want to like maybe talk to someone there but you end up mindlessly scrolling and you're just Mm -hmm. yeah you're not productive and i love that you said until i have something to say because a lot of people will just i'm totally guilty of it too i'm like i feel like i need to post today and I'm just going to post something and be like, here it is, instead of waiting until I have something to say. I really mm. like that. Mm. Yeah. It's hard, though. We challenged each other to start doing... Um, no screen time. No screen time. Bed. We started 20 minutes before bed. Now we're up to 40 minutes before bed. and We're doing 20, 30, 20 40, 60, right? Yeah. yeah. We're at 40. I don't think we really did it last night. We kind of did. I just no. fell asleep so quickly because I'm so tired. <laughs> but... Um, we need to be a little better at it. Yeah. Um, it's, tough. it's hard. It's, it's like a, it's like any other addiction. Like if you have a pack of cigarettes in your closet, you're going to reach for the cigarette. Yeah. So for like sure. I felt like, you know, removing the app from the phone yeah. is just not having that pack of cigarettes in the yeah. closet. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Yeah. 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 My, uh, my, my take on that is exact. It's exactly the same. It's an addiction. It's like, mm-hmm. we just have to train ourselves yeah, for sure. And yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, wake if when she would be at grad school, like the first thing I do is wake up in the morning, put a podcast on. Like, I can't sit, I can't be in the quiet. It's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. really That's why. Well, so the whole impetus for this no like screen time is, if I can like do it, we're gonna go float in like a, in de- a deprivation, deprivation tank. tank. Ooh. Yeah. Because he's been Ooh, saying that he hasn't been sleeping it. well, and when he can't sleep, he. I think most people do it, and I'm not saying you know. You're, oh, I'm sure I do it too. Scroll. Like, you know, stares at your phone and reads. I'm like, that is stimulating your brain. You're literally waking yourself up more yeah. than if you were to just yeah. try and fall asleep or meditate or something. So yeah. well, that's how it started. Exercise helps. And my Wednesday wisdom is, uh, I went to, like, we went to the gym this morning and she was like, totally went for it as per usual. And I was just kind of coasting through this workout. <laughs> at the end of the workout, I looked at him like, why aren't you sweating? Like, why aren't you sweating? And I was <laughs> and like, I was dripping. Yeah, but I was like, I didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i didn't work very hard uh but it's just just go like just go you did more it. than y- right. you said it today yeah so like by just going and half-assing it i did more than i did would have done if i would have just sat 
like yeah, at home. So. Definitely. Like if you can just get up and go. You don't go, have to kill it every no day. Stro- you don't have to fucking kill it every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, there was a, so I'm reading the, or I finished reading a Big Magic by Elizabeth oh, Gilbert. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's amazing actually. There's some like really cool quotes and uh, she says like in order to have success, you need to stop being a lazy perfectionist, but become a deeply disciplined half-asser. Oh, yes. I, like, I really love that. Yes. Oh, that's great. I love that. I love that. Recipe. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been able to to hack my own creativity in that, like, editing is very creative, and like video editing and shooting and stuff like that. But, like, on the days I don't want to edit, it's forced. Yeah. So you just go in, like, I, I literally have to do this. Just do a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I know when I first started, like, getting into this, I'd be like, I'm going to have a coffee and, like, wait for inspiration. I'm going to be, like, an artist. And then once I'm really caffeinated, I'll be ready to go. And then, like, and it's just like, nope, every day, get in, just start going. Yeah. There is no magical moment yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. And my next, they happen. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But, like, <laughs> if you're constantly waiting for it and you're trying to make money, it's yeah. like, mm, maybe not, dude. Just, like, do it. Yeah. Um, do you have... I do, and it's very, very different from what we've been talking about. That's okay. Um, and this is only for the female listeners. Sorry, men. Um, if you say Diva Cup one more time... <laughs> are you going to say Diva Cup again? I've only Are you sponsored. <laughs> no, I wish I need to be. This uh, this podcast is sponsored by Diva Cup. Um, I've only talked. I think I've only talked about it once Alex on the podcast, and it was the very Diva first Cup. one. And I just have. Have you ever used one? No. She's I like, no, they're gross. Well, it is kind of gross, and I totally get it. I was grossed out by it too, but it's such a lifesaver. I just will never. I don't, I don't think I will ever use a tampon again. It's. It's wonderful. Great. I should switch. I mean, you, start, you, spend, you spend less money. Definitely cheaper. Definitely cheaper. <laughs> it's like $32, I think, at Whole Foods, or I'm sure you could get it many other places. I wonder what that company's like worth. Like, they have to be growing it, because everyone I know that, you, like, I work with It's definitely very, become much more popular. out there, whatever, yeah. and like, like, yeah, totally. So, it's I don't know. It's, it's much more comfortable. I barely feel it. It's, I only have to worry about changing it once, maybe twice a day. Um, That's crazy, man. I, okay. I love cool. it. Cool. I love it. it. It's obviously, it can be a little messy at times, but <laughs> I feel like sometimes tampons can too, but that's my Wednesday. Clearly we don't have any type of filter on this show. Nope. Uh, <laughs> it, those are real things. Yeah, Women for have real. periods. hundred yeah. percent. Period. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Women have Full periods. Stop. Period. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we were talking a little bit earlier. Uh, you speak four and a half, half languages. languages. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how you came to be in New York. Um, so I'll try to make this kind of short and sweet. Um, I started doing a little bit of modeling as a, I would say like a 14-year-old back home in Estonia. And um, I had my first agent that took me to London for like a month and a half. Did someone just find you and say, hey, you should model, or did you want to? Um, my mom took me to modeling school when I was 10. Okay. Because, not because I think she had, you know, some ideas of my potential, but because I was a very slouchy kid. 
Oh, interesting. <laughs> and they, you know, they taught you how to walk properly. They'd like put you up against the wall and then put a book on your head and make you walk with a oh, book on your head. Oh, interesting. And then they were like <laughs> dance classes and they, they taught you how to do your makeup. And it's like, oh. it's all like very, very educational. Yeah. Um, these days I feel modeling schools are just like huge ripoffs with like empty mm. promises. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but back then this was actually, it was really cool. And I went with my best friend um, and like you... You go there for two years, I think, three times a week. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> after I've graduated, they decided to sort of start a little agency alongside the school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so two years later, when I guess I was old enough, um, the girl that was teaching us how to walk and um, she was like our main mentor, uh, she moved to London at the time to study. And she pitched the idea to her mom, who owned the school, that we should try and get Helen on the British market. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, I was very young. I had crooked teeth and uh, <laughs> I, you know, started having my teenage acne and all that. But yeah, they brought me out to London for a month and a half and that didn't quite sit well with my parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom was all that's, for it. That's a long time. But my dad was totally against it because he was like, this is taking away time from education and mm. blah, blah, blah. she has to go back to school. Yeah. And... Uh, and so it just sort of stayed to be like a side thing. Mm-hmm. And I would occasionally do a job. Um, and then eventually like puberty hit. I started, you know, growing a butt and <laughs> like, you know, pimples became even worse. But then I got braces because the agency I was with at the time, um, they were like, you have to fix your teeth. Um, but I was dancing and I was doing track and I was sprinting. So I you know bulked up quite a bit and so I kind of like dropped the whole thing um was that hard for you at 14 to hear you need to fix your teeth like you need to fix yourself oh look I knew that my teeth were not okay (laughs) like I wanted to fix them myself okay like it was just it was just really expensive at the time like we as a family like my parents were both academics and my dad was working abroad a lot which is why fortunately we could afford that at the Mm -hmm. time but it was very expensive for an average family yeah. in Estonia to like get your kid braces. I think it's expensive everywhere. I remember my parents being like, they have four kids, and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Four sets of braces. Yeah. Like, I played ice yeah. hockey, and my mom was like, you're not getting braces. I'm not paying for that. You're going to get your mm. teeth knocked out, which I did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but my brother and my, I think my brother got braces. Yeah. I don't think my sister did. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Who's to say later in life, maybe? I mean, there's all sorts of options. Totally. There's a line and whatever. <laughs> totally, yeah. But yeah, so like, you know, there was obviously a lot of, um, I think around like 16 where I decided that I'm sort of quitting the thing and then I also moved to Finland. Um, it There was a lot of really nasty criticism and there was a lot of body shaming and mm. a lot of like, you know, comments about my skin. You know, you can't do anything about your hormonal changes. No. Um, but, you know, there would be... Like, my Estonian agency would bring in agents from, like, Paris and London and Milan, and they would do, like, these sort of scouts where they would pick girls to, like, you know, go abroad. And I remember this one guy, this, like, fancy Italian dude, he looks at me, like, top to bottom, looks at my face and goes, like, why you have a pimples? I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, well, uh, maybe because I'm 16? (laughs) And he's like, <laughs> uh, maybe you eat too much chocolate. <laughs> I was like, what? 
Oh, I mean, last God. last straw for me was when I walked into this. It was a repeated casting with Silent Models from Paris, which is like a really prestigious mm-hmm. agency. There's an agency like that here in New York as well. And they were like, oh, we love your face. Like, you're amazing. And then they're like, okay, go change into your bikini. And I walk out in a bikini and heels, you know, not to mention that you're standing in front of like a, a group of men in your heels and oh yeah. bikini. They I'm go uncomfortable like, thinking about this. Yeah. And you're like 16, right? Yeah. Um, and they look at you and they, they, they look at me and they go like, um, what kind of sports do you do? I'm like, uh, well, I'm a runner and a dancer. And they're like, well, uh, do us a favor for the next month. Stop doing what you're doing. Lay on the couch and drink water. And we'll see you in a month. What? Oh, my God. And that's when I was like... Like to lose weight? Yeah, to to lose lose muscle. muscle. To lose muscle. Oh, my God. And um, so, yeah. so... What? Yeah. I can't imagine (laughs) having that happen to me now, let alone when I'm 16. Like, I feel... Especially women. I mean, Corey, maybe you can speak to this as the male in the room, but... Women have enough, young women have enough pressure from friends and especially now, you know, social media is just totally a game changer for teenagers. I just can't imagine having someone else outside of my mind tell me, like, give me criticism about my body. Well, like, Mm -hmm. I'm also kind of in a unique situation. I taught gymnastics for like seven and a half, eight years, like... Mm -hmm. 10 years maybe forever my sister was a gymnast i grew up in this program and then when i was 14 i would i coached like the preschool classes because i was good with kids yeah and then like level fours and level eights and elites and like all that stuff and like i remember my sister coming in and like being like oh, i can't have sugar like the, he says i can't have sugar like lose this weight and like all that stuff and i kind of made it up in my mind I was like i'm never gonna say anything to any young girl or boy about their weight because like i was a chunky kid too and like it just there's no it's just so fucked up that another person would like say that to another person like Mm -hmm. hey you know that's a big part of the industry oh i know it's it's improving it's drastically improving i haven't heard anything negative said about my body and like i think maybe two and a half years do you think that that's good. do you think that they're kind of coming out of the dark ages with like this whole me too and like everyone like shining all these lights on like this shitty because i just listened to the jeffrey epstein story recently and i was like you know trying to find these young models and mm-hmm. i was like they have to be like shining the light on the cockroaches in the industry you know i i yeah definitely i think that they are coming out of the dark with this mainly because um feminism yeah yeah because because women have been brainwashed for such a long time you know there's all of these rules for women but there are no such rules for men mm-hmm. like if you think about shaving like shaving everywhere if you look into that like i don't quite remember what the history was but apparently it's like super misogynistic mm. you know um so yeah i think just sort of giving the girls the opportunity to feel beautiful whatever body they're in because often you can't sort of fight your genetic background like you just can't do anything about your big bones or wide shoulders or like Mm -hmm. you just have to i mean be the best you can be in that situation also considering your mental state and maybe it is better for you to like let go and not constantly be on a diet maybe it is better for you to you know just accept who you are and what you look like. Yeah. You know? So I think the industry is turning that way, yeah, which is great. which is good. 
there's still a lot of like that silent judgment. You know, I go to a casting sure. and people look at me and I can see in their eyes they're not going to pick me for that job mm. specifically because I just don't suit their yeah. standard of, of what they imagine. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, I, I think that's better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think that's better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you got out of it. And yeah. And then how did you kind of get back into yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. And what did you do like while you weren't? Well, I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I went, I moved to Finland in high school because, um, to be honest, I was, I was bullied in my school in Estonia and my parents were working in Finland already at the time. Like I was living with my older sister. We as kids grew up really quickly. We had to like manage our own lives for a while. Wow. Um, and then, and then I moved to Finland and I went to an English high school. Did you move in with your parents? Yes, okay. I did. And then, um, I think... Throughout that time, like, there were all these little sort of hints, people, like, you know, finding me on social media, whatever, like, Facebook, or I would meet a some sort of local photographer, and then they'd introduce me to somebody. So I would do a little bit of modeling here mm-hmm. and there, but just, you know, if freelance. It yeah, if yeah. it came to me. But I, I decided to not make it a focus. Um, but then, I think on my first year of university, um, I went for a dance workshop in Helsinki and it was a voguing workshop. Mm -hmm. So I had my heels with me and it was right next door to this shopping mall. Um, And I had like, I had arrived like maybe an hour early and I was just walking around. Suddenly I have somebody like tapping me on the shoulder, like going like, "Uh, we are having a casting for Finland's Next Top Model (laughs) one floor up. Would you like to come join? And I was like, well, like I was a size 10 maybe. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. I have my heels with me. Let's see. Let's try. Maybe it's... they'll like me for who I am. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and so I did it. <laughs> and? And I got in. <laughs> uh, and I received, and? <laughs> I received the contract That's uh, so cool. two days later. And basically you had to sign it, but you still had to go through like the second cycle of casting before you got right. into the house. But you signed it for the whole two months of filming that they were planning to do. And I had to, like, advise with all my friends and family. I'm like, what do you guys think? Reality TV, is this really, like, a thing? Um, and people are like, yeah, like, take the opportunity. Like, yeah. what bad yeah. can it do? And yeah. so I ended up going on the show and uh, uh, <laughs> being first runner-up and also the bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so... Well, why, why were you... Portrayed as the bitch. I think okay. this is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have heard none of it. This is fascinating. So uh, I was portrayed as the bitch because at the time I didn't really speak Finnish. <laughs> and uh, so, but when I spoke to the production, I was like, hey, can I speak English to the camera? They're like, nope. Uh, so I spoke in like the most broken Finnish for the first like two weeks. I had to sit there with a vocabulary or like ask the production team to translate things for me before I would say it to the camera (laughs) and my vocabulary was really limited so the the words that I would choose were really blunt and like and so I ended up just answering the questions as they were and just like giving the most honest answers with the bluntest (laughs) words that I could possibly use she is ugly or like well not like not quite but I mean if I could have an example, um, it's like, 
they asked me, what do you think about Anna Sophia, which was the winner eventually? Uh-huh. Like, what, what did you think about her getting the best picture? I was like, well, I just think she was like a twig and the photographers had to like move her arms in order <laughs> to be, you know, in the pose that they wanted. So it's not a competition. Like, I was just really blunt with that and I would yeah. call things the yeah. way I saw them. And so, um, yeah. That's so funny. The editing was... <laughs> yeah i'm still like cringing thinking about it but it definitely sure. it definitely was a, a useful experience did yeah, you get sure. any like kickback or like uh social media shellacking from people because of that like um, were you bullied at all or like did, were people mean so <laughs> there's a forum called rtv games and I was warned by the production team, like, don't, don't go, go to- on that <laughs> forum. <laughs> Everybody was warned, like, girls do not go on that forum because it's brutal. And, yeah. and it's a it's a worldwide forum. I don't know if it's still running, but it used to take every cycle of every country and people would sit there and discuss, Judge talk and, shit. Oh, wow. And, and, of course, one of the girls, like, went on there and I'm sitting in my Facebook messenger and she's, like, sending me this link. She's like, look what they said about you. And I open it up, and it's like, Helen looks like a man. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. And, and then it started, and it's like, oh, like, Helen is just like, she's such an ugly person. Like, she talks so much shit about people behind oh, their back. Gosh. I'm like... That's awful. Um, but, but then there were situations that were really... I mean, they were sad back then, but now they're amusing. Yeah. I would walk into a shopping mall, and there would be, like, a group of teenage girls that were obviously not my fans. <laughs> and one of them, like points a finger at me and goes like, oh my God, look, it's that Helen. And just like takes two fingers and makes that sort of vomiting motion, like oh. making yourself throw up oh kind of Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, but now that I remember it, I'm like, it's actually like invaluable experience to yeah. have something like this happen to you. Like yeah. it really builds up your skin. Yeah, I'm to sure. To be really, you know, thick. Damn. <clears throat> I also think it's really funny. She said, when she told me the story, she said that because she doesn't, didn't know finish that well at the time they would be like giving her critique and she wouldn't know what they were saying oh, yeah. so she'd be like mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah, there, there were a few times they would like say something and I'm just like mm, yes mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so funny uh, oh my god yeah it was a good I think it's hard enough to go on reality tv let alone a reality tv when you don't know the language I know that's crazy it's so that's so funny I work with I've worked with quite a few people in reality tv uh a couple of my clients are like in million dollar listing and uh I've been working with two winners of RuPaul's Drag Race oh wow yeah so so Monet and Bob the Drag Queen Yay. And like they get like a lot of like shade and like hate thrown oh, like their way yeah. online like Monet because she like split with the winner like whatever, but like could not be nicer people. Yeah, like so sweet and. Caring I feel like you just and, like, you can't like as they said like don't go on this forum. That's why like, it just... changed my. I mean like I've because you know before I started doing like working with people in reality <clears throat> television like you know there are some people who are like clearly like assholes in real life and you can kind of like tell yeah but it's i mean it's not fair to the editing is also the big thing because like they take like when you're they could have been like you know someone could have said something super offensive and they're like oh my god like that's like really but then they take that look and use it yeah when you when someone says something else so hard it's it's disingenuous but you know you know what actually was funny because i thought about it i was like why did these guys you know pick me to be that sort of character because obviously when they do the casting they sort of 
pre-assign oh, the characters. For sure. Yeah, and so then according to that, they will ask you the questions to sort of force that character out of you. Right. Yeah. Um, but the thing was, I got really friendly with the production, and <laughs> yeah. whereas like most girls sort of like hung around with each other, I would be like hanging around the production, you know, yeah. whatever we're not filming. Um, and I feel like sometimes they also pick the people in accordance to like whether this person can take the consequences of that oh, or not. For sure. yeah. I feel. yeah. So I feel like the really nice people that, you know, get that sort of reputation, they can normally handle it. Handle it. Yeah, that's mm. probably fair. Yeah. I would imagine that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So after the show, so did after you move here? Being or? second or first runner up. After being yeah. the, the runner up in season bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do oh, next? Um, yeah. I so I learned Finnish thanks to the show. By the way, I, I became very proficient at the end of the two months. Cool. Um, but, anyways, so after that, there was sort of like a bit of hype, you know, over the show, and like I would do interviews and I would do like some shoots here and there but to be honest i wasn't really a favorite on the finnish market so to say or like mm. call it a little yeah. agriculture <laughs> sort of thing um and and you know like modeling didn't actually start for me you know yeah. like it i tried finland and then i went to milan for a bit and milan's like a crazy skinny place so that didn't happen and then I went to Cape Town and I thought like, well, this should have like a fitness market. And I was, yeah. so after the show, I started working out with a personal trainer and I went down two sizes. So basically like I did a lot of hard work on myself, um, but still I somehow, you know, was stalling with the whole yeah. thing. I was like, this is not, this is not working. Yeah. And then I got married to my now husband and we moved to Germany, Berlin. And, uh, when I decided that I'm like giving this up and I studied marketing at university. So like simultaneously I was finishing university and, uh, when we moved to Berlin, I had already graduated. So I started looking for a real job, real job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, modeling is a real job by the way. Yeah. Um, and it's a hard job. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up meeting this woman that was working at a door at a sort of bar nightclub called Kitty Chang which was across the road from where we lived. Okay. And she was like, my friend and I are starting an agency and we're specifically focusing on uh, commercial and fitness and we think that you'd be perfect. Cool. And so I signed with them and then in Germany, as a model, you register yourself as a freelancer and you can be with as many agencies as you like, even in the same city. So you can be working <clears throat> constantly, which is why I really love Germany and I really miss it. Yeah. Because you are kind of your own <clears throat> boss. Um, and you choose the auditions that you go to. You choose, like, what your time is. They always have to ask you if you're available. It's not like you're their bitch. They don't don't just, like, tell you yeah. what to do. And um, so then I signed with another fitness agency, which are now, like, my most favorite bookers of all time. They're just, like, genuinely nice people, very caring. And, uh, and I ended up working, like, five days a week, sometimes even working Dang. on a Saturday, building up a... A pretty cool portfolio of, of things like European brands mostly yeah. fitness stuff um, and then at one point I went to visit my friend who used to live in Brooklyn now now used to live in Pennsylvania as well they moved back home to Estonia but um, I went to visit her and one of my agencies I asked them if they could introduce me to an agency here and they sent me over to Wilhelmina mm -hmm. so and I you know 
met the booker at Wilmina, and uh, he was like, yeah, we love your look. We think you have an incredible body. You have great potential. Um, so if you're ready, we can sponsor your visa. Like, just let us know. That's, when. Amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Super so, cool. yeah. And so it took, it took us about like half a year, I think, to decide because mm. it came down to my husband's job. He was working in a startup and they were hoping that it was going to really kind of go through the roof, sure. that business. Mm. But unfortunately, like there were investment problems and like bad decisions that the CEO had made and it fell apart. Happens so, all the time with yeah. startups. Yeah. yeah. Um, what does he do? Um, so my husband has like 20 plus experience in advertising, you know, 20 plus years experience. And, uh, he is currently between jobs, but he's starting as head of brand at Foursquare, hopefully next month. We're waiting on his visa. Cool. And at the time he was, uh, marketing chief marketing officer at a startup called MeDoc, which was, uh, telemedicine so an app like a doctor oh on your phone. yeah yeah cool. yeah i think i remember seeing ads for that on the subway maybe no no no, no, no. no that's Those, teledoc. The, yeah oh, yeah okay. teledoc. but it's it's a similar yeah concept they were one of the first but their investors kind of screwed them over oh it's a bummer yeah bummer. anyways yeah. yeah and so yeah here i am yes <laughs> hi and-, <laughs> and, fa- and fashion week is coming up do you have a lot of stuff that you're like booked for i'm not a showgirl just so to say, like, um, I'm more print yeah. and advertising cool. and, um, but I do get some castings and hopefully I'll book something. But to be honest, I just realized that that's just not my type of job. Like, yeah. um, yeah. I would love to walk like Chromat, for example. I think Chromat's amazing. What is that? Um, like? they are a body conscious swimwear oh, nice. uh, oh, brand. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I really enjoy what they do. They take women of all sorts of shapes and sizes and colors and that's great orientation and everything and they support yeah. LGBTQ and like that's great you know. that's awesome yeah. yeah um does your has your husband ever used you for anything that he does in the advertisement world um we have done one job together <laughs> and uh, it was a job actually before we got married so it was like late 2014. Um, they were doing an ad for Polar Watches, which is like the sports tracker. Oh, yeah. And it's a Finnish brand, but mm-hmm. I don't know how well they're doing these days. I think everything else is doing better. <laughs> but um, but it was a really cool concept. They had three stories of like a dancer, a runner, and a surfer girl. And like it was all shot in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And I was in Munich at the time. And nepotism is like not welcome in this industry whatsoever. Mm-hmm. For sure. But they were casting <clears throat> dancers yeah. in Cape Town and... It would either be a model that walks in and says like, "Yeah, I dance at clubs," yeah, and, or then it would be a dancer that did, didn't quite sort of fit the the other two characters, you yeah, know, proportionally, yeah. And uh, so yeah, they called me up last moment, and he's like, "You have to be at the airport in two hours." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so I'm like in Munich, Damn. like, ah, oh my get gosh. my stuff. Oh my god! Airport, and uh, yeah, did that job together. That was that was really cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah, did you enjoy working with him? Like, did you have a lot of... Was he, like, directing anything, or or was it just, like, he was on the on the job? So, he was the creative director of the okay. thing, so he was directing me a lot. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we worked really well with, yeah. you know, clearly assigned positions. Like, yeah. I gave the team what they wanted from me, because obviously there was, like, the photographer and the DOP and, like, yeah. the client, so... 
you know, I had to perform professionally. Yes. Yeah. There would never be any sort of problems or. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. 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 It's hard when yeah. you're like directing. I mean, cause we've done like one film shoot together. That was like for, um, five Oh yeah. That's the only time we've ever worked together. <clears throat> Did you guys manage? Now, right? Uh, not as well as I thought we would. Really? Have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, totally fine. Well, yeah, it was, I think it was because I was more like hiring you. Yeah. Um, but we've done, like, we've done creative things together. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. How does that work? Um, well, when, when you, like, what do you mean? Like, do we get along? As, we always yeah, get along. Like, as people, do you, like, butt heads a lot? No. No. No? no? Not yeah. at all, really. Okay. Um, it's very, I'm, I'm a super collaborative person. Like, everyone on my team in my company is, like, very, uh, not my idea wins. It's, like, best idea wins. Mm-hmm. And. There's so many times where we'll be like, who came up with this idea? And then someone will be like, you did. I'll be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> like, you know, um, but I feel like we're kind of the same way. It's like, yeah, doesn't matter whose decision it is. It's like the, the right decision always. Yeah. You know. I'm trying to think of when else we've worked creatively together. Um, um, other than when I danced in your college dance show and yeah. stole the show pretty much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That did not happen at all. But. Yeah, we did do a little... He decided one year he wanted to, like, know what it was like. And the junior college that I went to had a dance company. And in the fall, we do, a, um, like, more of a jazz, fun um, concert. But we and... did uh, we did Throw It Out, and you were choreographed for that film oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, and that's I directed, right. Yeah, I directed, like, a musical yeah. episode of a web series, and she did all the choreography. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and, and it was very much, was like, very, very cool. I need this from you. Yeah. You need. I need this from you, like... Fulfilling, I imagine. Yeah, it was really, yeah, that it was... was really tough because it was winter. It was really cold, and we were like stopping traffic on the Gapstow Bridge, and yeah. it was like a single moving shot, and she just killed it, and it was yeah. like it was really cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, I totally yeah. forgot about that. How did you that. and your husband meet? Uh, we met <laughs> at a gay bar in Helsinki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um... I, I as a straight male, have gone to lots of gay bars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can spot. You straight guys, like, stick out, like, sore thumbs. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I was out with a few friends. It was, like, some sort of a fashion event situation, and I was out with a bunch of my queen friends, and (laughs) one of my queens said hi to, like, one of his friends, and I was like, ooh, who's that? (laughs) And, um, yeah, we are both party smokers, um, my husband and I, so I saw him go to the smoking room, and even though I had... A pack in my bag. I was like, "Can I have a cigarette, please?" So we met over an unhealthy habit, but it's okay. Hey. It's okay. And how long it's have you okay. Guys been we, we all have them. Um, we've been married for just over four years. Oh, cool! And together for just over seven. Awesome. Yeah. That's and right. is he the one who got you into photography? Yes, actually. Um, yeah, you do a lot of different things, so maybe very like, artistic. Walk us through. Very. Walk us through that. <laughs> um, photography was a. F- funny thing it was very kind of spontaneous but um he helped me build my book a lot to be honest when we moved to berlin he um you know he had all this equipment he had a good camera and he ended up buying like a couple of nice lenses and even like a couple of flash heads and things like that and he's like i want to practice photography and i want to help you build your book so he did a lot of really nice photo shoots for Mm -hmm. me and and that i think also was a big contributor to me being here um but then 
when he was working and I had some downtime, I think in the first like three months before modeling kicked off and before I had any like job interviews or whatever, um, one of my friends as a dancer, she was, she wanted to cast for this job in Spain and she was like, I need new pictures. And I said, look, um, I have a camera. I'm like, I don't know how good of a photographer I am, but we can try. Like, yeah. if you like them, you can send them. If not, then maybe, you know, you can do pictures with somebody else. Yeah. And then she loved them and she posted them on Facebook. And then, you know, the sort of dancer community and then the musician community are all sort of like tightly knit in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And so people started asking like, hey, can you do some portraits of me? Hey, can you do like some album art artwork for me? Yeah. And then... I reached out to my agencies as well and I was like, hey guys, like, do you think I could borrow some models for some tests? And then eventually the agency started asking me to shoot. So oh, wow. I started making a little bit of cash on the side in Berlin and also building a portfolio simultaneously. Wow. Like that. Yes. That's awesome. Do you prefer being in front or behind the camera? I can't say. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. Um, I, I do enjoy being in front of the camera, but I feel like... It really matters. Um, like the chemistry between photographer and model needs to be there. And yeah. I feel like that's probably why you're a good photographer because you have been on the other side of the camera and you know what you need to get from the shot. I, I try to be. You know, I try to be. I feel like... And vice versa. That's probably why you're a good model because you know what you need <laughs> from the other side. You know, like that's smart. I mean, it's... <clears throat> Maybe. Uh, it's, it, it, I'm just being... Like, yeah, you're being modest. Um, well, the thing is, like, I have worked with... I have mostly worked with really nice photographers, I would yeah. say. But some sort of... If they have a lot of critical thinking um, as people and they're normally hard on themselves creatively, they can be really hard on you as well. Mm -hmm. And often, like, they're not going to tell you what they want but they'd rather tell you what they don't want. Yeah. And in that situation, I feel like models often really get discouraged because they don't know what to give to the photographer. Mm -hmm. Like I've had situations where a photographer tells me like, oh no, like you're too pretty with your posing. Huh. And, and it's <laughs> like, what do you do with that? You know, yeah. like that's not a directorial note. No, <laughs> no. It's kind of don't like, don't be good at what you're doing. Good looking. <laughs> Stop being so ridiculously good looking. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, oh, you know, there, there are situations like that, and then it's hard to communicate as a model to, to the photographer that, like, this is not the way yeah. that is, you know, that's going to motivate me. Yeah, totally. Know? It's also, like, I mean, I found directing that, like, it's more about connecting with the person on, like, a personal level and then like establishing some kind of trust that like, hey, I'm here to make you look your best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, let's work on this together mm. and let's find a way to get there. And if they're like not doing it, it's like, cool, like let's just take a break. Like yeah. we'll come back to it and then trying to use like descriptions of things. Um, so I'll be like, your best friend just told you that she's going to get her boyfriend a puppy. <laughs> Like, so random like, yeah, yeah. Like, think about, but like think about yeah think about what that would how that would make you feel and yeah. like come from there you know like giving mm -hmm. them actual things is hard how do you like deal with models or people that you're i'm struggling to instruct yeah. <laughs> yeah. how do you like um deal with that look sometimes i think if there is no chemistry there's no chemistry yeah, totally you mm -hmm. know like some things you just you can't force 
But um, a lot of the times I also give like kind of a little story as an instruction, cool. you know, so, so that works. Um, other times it's like you would just tell the model to sort of like reset, like take a moment. Mm-hmm. Like if you see that she is sort of like focusing on a certain pose that just doesn't quite work, you're like, shake it off. Yeah. yeah like yeah, let's yeah, try yeah. this again. Cool. Yeah. Um, and that normally works because like those moments just like before her thought kicks in, that's you know that might make the pose a little too contrived yeah right that's when you get like really nice moments Mm, amazing great point um what was i gonna ask you oh yes (laughs) (laughs) i was like my brain just turned off for a second (laughs) um what's something that is kind of a misconception in the modeling agency or like the modeling world that maybe outsiders don't understand oh yeah common misconception Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, there are all these like stereotypes of common misconceptions, yeah. you know, like, um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to say. Well, maybe that like modeling is not really as glamorous as people think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that maybe, you know, our work is always sort of like fun and interesting. Like actually our work can sometimes be really boring. <laughs> right. Like we... <sighs> Sometimes if we do e-commerce shoots, we are there from like nine to six and we have to change a hundred outfits and our, you know, fingers and thumbs get sore from pulling on <sighs> pairs of jeans yeah. and like, and you know, we have to wear shoes that are like a size too small or whatever. Oh gosh. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's like not comfortable and is just a job and you yeah. have to like wake up with the state of mind that like, okay, today I'm going to go and make an X amount of money and that's yeah what it's about just like yeah. any other job yeah. yeah yeah um i mean another misconception mm. Man, i can't really think of much to yeah. be honest i think i think people are pretty in tune of like what yeah is going on cool. yeah mostly yeah yeah i feel like similarly to the dance world a lot of people assume that you know, more, I guess, more in the ballet world than the, than other dance scenes. But like, we don't eat, we like starve ourselves. We sit on the couch and drink water, like (laughs) things like that. Um, yeah, no models do eat, especially fitness models. Yeah. Like I am, I would say, okay, so here, here might be a, a misconception. So, um, people often think that fitness models have it all together in terms of like their, food habits and Mm -hmm. and whatnot um i feel like fitness models more than anybody are prone to eating disorders really and i'm not talking about like anorexia obviously yeah um maybe not even bulimia but binge eating Mm. like binging habits is very frequent with with people that i know and I haven't really like gotten too deep with like my colleagues about this, you know, whether or not they have like episodes of bulimia, like binging and purging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am like, I have a phobia of vomiting, so I only like <laughs> threw up like three times in my life. And uh, but I do binge eat. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be like very strict with what I'm eating. Like my diet's like super clean and. I'm like, you know, yeah. low on carbohydrates and like high on healthy fats and blah, blah blah. And I can go like that until like friday or saturday and then i'm like you know i had a couple of glasses of wine and then i'm just like (laughs) like eating everything i see yeah but then i think that's kind of human nature as well like true true but you do feel like that guilt and you do feel 
Um, like sometimes it really goes overboard. Yeah. Like this yeah. one time I ate a whole mud cake on my own. Mm. Nice. <laughs> like, nice. But I, you know, you learn how to cope with these things. Like yeah. you have a coping mechanism after you have done something that you feel was like harmful for yeah. your look or And your do shape. you, when you eat a whole mud cake, yeah. <laughs> when you have, yeah. when you did, um, what are some of like, do you just mentally just kind of beat yourself up? Do you feel like you have a negative mentality or are you just like well did that now I gotta just it's you keep know, going and not do that every night <laughs> it goes it goes um different ways depending I think on my overall mood maybe yeah. and sometimes like I still look at myself in the mirror and I hate myself and I beat myself up like mentally just you know again I talk think... down to me like everybody does yeah. you know um but I think I can get like a little obsessive about it so sure. I'm like mm. okay like I'm just gonna like drop everything now you know I'm not gonna have like this negative self-thinking but I go and I like totally overwork myself at the gym like yeah. I do. I'll go and like do three workouts in a day if I have a wow. day off you yeah. know like yeah. I can get a little obsessive with that yeah so and I, I know that a lot of fitness models do like, yeah unless that you know many of them are personal trainers obviously so they spend their days at the gym mm. but yeah if you're you know, just a regular person who is not a personal trainer. Yeah. Like for me, three workouts in a day is like, oh, girl, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah but, I mean... but sometimes as a trainer, sometimes it's harder to work out when you're training so much because you're always there. You're exerting a bunch of energy teaching people, at least for me. Some, and I, I know that I'm not alone in this feeling with trainers. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I just got to get out of this fucking gym. Like I want to work out, but... I can't be here. I'm fucking tired. Mm-hmm. And obviously everyone's tired from every, too. but yeah, like I, I mean, just I ex- the same thing. exerting so much energy teaching. I'm just, but then again, that's hard. maybe a good thing for you yeah. in that yeah. sense that you don't obsess over yourself because yeah. you are taking care of other people. Yeah. I think it can, yeah, some, it's, Both it's ways. kind of like a constant battle is like, yeah. I'm not taking care of myself. I need to take care of myself before I take care of others. True. That kind of, um, like I just have to find that balance. Um, and that's something that I'm also working with mentally for myself is if I have like a purging session or if I, and sometimes not purging, you don't No, Sometimes don't, I think about it and I'm like, okay, it really wasn't that bad. Like on the scheme of things that I ate last night, like it really wasn't that bad, <sighs> Yeah, but it you're can so be hard on yourself. I'm like, very dude, hard on myself. Like, she eats so fucking healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I know. It's, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's she crazy. cooks really healthy yeah, as well. It's crazy, <laughs> delicious. So like, like you know, I'll come home with like a bag of Doritos and some Oreos and <laughs> like not feel guilty at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's that's it's just crazy to me that you think you eat poorly or like yeah. Because what I I don't see, like, I don't think I eat poorly, but yeah. there are times where if like we go out to a restaurant and I, you know, I don't know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, or if we're out of town like that's typically when it happens when we're out of town and like consistently eating out and out and out but yeah. Yeah. it's hard to make healthy choices and when it just if when I feel like it piles up then I start to kind of feel bad yeah. um, um you know I think like all women generally obsess totally. a lot more about their bodies than For men sure. do yeah um but some women are just really good at hiding that yeah yeah and the thing is like that sort of hiding that truth doesn't always sit well with the women in their community in a way like I I know people that eat very little to an extent where I'm like you're maybe actually malnutritioned but yeah they 
you know, they pretend like everything's fine, everything's perfect, they can eat whatever they want, yeah. and like, you know, I think as women, it's because we have been in that situation of like scrutiny, mm-hmm. right. you know, um, we would do a lot of justice for each other if we open up about the way we eat as a mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that would definitely, you know, help. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really, co- I mean, I, my thesis piece for my master's was all about how dancers aren't treated as, as treated as athletes and also they don't treat themselves as athletes. Like dancers don't, a lot of dancers, I should say not everyone, but a lot of dancers don't see themselves as athletes and they don't know how to fuel themselves. And I think that's a big problem in the dance world is they don't eat enough. Yeah. They, they're not supporting their bodies with the exertion that they're putting out. And I'm sure it's similar in the fitness modeling industry yeah. because you have to be exercising to have your body in a certain way and look a certain way and yeah yeah That's look I, I don't do you know ballet or contemporary but I've been doing street styles for like yeah a, over a decade and even that you know without all the tricks is is it's hard yeah. it's cardio so hard. you know you're with burning strength a lot. and yeah. you're burning a lot of energy and your muscles get weird strains like all weird <laughs> sides of your body yeah. like you did that one move and you're like oh my butt cheek you yeah know, like. yeah <laughs> so it's yeah dancers really need yeah. to eat <laughs> do, you, do you ever find that you like well, how do you motivate yourself when you wake if you wake up and you're like oh, i really don't want to go to the gym today or do you ever go through spells where you just like have a hard time motivating yourself oh definitely yeah like last week i over motivated myself <laughs> this week i'm like it's okay yeah you know? like i wanted to get up today and go to the gym but then i was like if i go to the gym i'm just gonna be in a hurry and i don't like rushing yeah so the thing is i feel like surprising your body is also a good thing mm-hmm. so if you do exercise in sort of spurts of like you know you have an intense week and then you have sort of a low impact week. Yeah. That works. It works. Yeah. You know, it works for me. I'm sure it works for other people as well. But you just, you have to like do a little bit of something just to keep it consistent Mm. not fall out of the habit. Yeah. Yeah. I notice that if I don't work out for a while, like I start to get super grumpy. Oh yeah. You know, I don't get that like dose of Mm -hmm. endorphins and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I totally feel you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone, maybe it was on the Joe Rogan. I remember Tony was telling us, um, but there was a study that was done that basically said, um, you could like a, a style of working out. Let's say you exercise for an hour, five days a week. So you're exercising five hours you could potentially stay the same if you did all those five hours in one day. Yeah. Which I don't, I would have to like look at the study and I don't really know about that, but I think that's really interesting and totally, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, well, it's like you run, you run five miles, you walk five miles, you burn the same same amount. You just burn it faster if you run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like, I don't know if it's humanly possible to be at the gym for fucking five hours no <laughs> no like, i don't think like, so either I'd be like, like what else can i do this is so yeah, freaking boring so yeah boring. yes yeah. yes um yeah that's funny. yeah yeah i think i think that's a good point about just like yeah you have some good weeks some bad weeks but staying consistent is like super tough yeah yeah um mm. do you have any i'm trying to think if there's anything else i want to talk about i'm worried that that's the people coming to 
paint our ceiling. Well, they're going to have to come back in like 10 minutes because we're yeah. almost done. We're almost no, done. I know. But I, yeah, I feel like maybe we can. What is happening? Can you hear that on yeah. the, I don't know what's happening out there. Stop <laughs> it. We're recording a podcast. Please don't. Oh, we stopped. Can we have like 10 minutes? Yeah, you can bring your stuff up. We just, yeah, we need like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Let's do most embarrassing, funniest thing, and then we'll, okay. we'll wrap it up. We're almost at an hour anyway, so yeah. we should keep these like an hour. Yeah. Good. Um, Sweet. Um, all right. Well, um, funniest thing that happened to me this week, I think, is going to have to be... I, I, I wrote down a throwback because I remembered it, and now I have to look at my notes because now I can't remember it. Um, oh, it was when... <laughs> this is actually kind of your story. Sorry, I'm going to sell your story. Um, I was thinking about it. We were in um, Tel Aviv and the apartment that we were renting, the Airbnb we were renting, the shower was a a square. It was like the tiniest, (laughs) tiniest little shower. And we shower together a lot. And um, I was in here. I'm like, I don't think there's room for you. Sorry, bud. (laughs) And um, and then I, I said... You know, I guess, um, what did, I can't remember shit. What did I say? I said something like, um, sometimes I wonder why you like showering with me because it's such a tight quarters in our apartment now. Yeah. And, and, he, and, and he, you said something like, it doesn't matter the comfort. I just want to stand next to a naked woman or something <laughs> like that. And it totally made me laugh because... It was just like a very male female differences. Boys, yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. never occurred to me like, oh, you're just in here to stare at a naked body. Yeah. <laughs> Not enjoy my uh, presence or enjoy boys. my company. Boys, boys, boys. <laughs> I do it's enjoy your cute. company. Clearly. I know you do. I know uh, you do. Yeah. It was just I remembered that when I was I think taking a shower yeah. to Erica's or I'll something. do a throwback to you. Uh back when we were um we went for we went for a weekend up like upstate with like a bunch of friends and we like stopped at this restaurant that also was like a wine tasting place. <laughs> and our buddy, Liam, our buddy Liam was like, we're uh, all ordering, we're all like our... ordering drinks. And it, like, for some reason it got really quiet and he's like, I'll have like this, so, so like Shiraz or something. Yeah. And the, um, and the server was like, Oh, the, did you mean the Syrah? And my buddy Liam, like, without skipping me, it's like, are you sure that you're saying it right? Like, oh. <laughs> it was very, it was very, very communicative times. Very funny. Right. Um, yeah, that's mm. my, that's my funny. Anything funny happened to you, current or past? Um, I mean, the shower story got me thinking about, um, <laughs> um, also a throwback, but like a massive throwback. Uh, my husband and I went for a honeymoon to uh, Morocco. And uh, when we arrived to Marrakesh, we were surfing in Tagazoop before that. But we, when we arrived to Marrakesh, we decided to have a hammam. And, and you can have a couple's hammam okay. um, at, at our Riyadh, the hotel. And if anyone doesn't know what that is? It's, it's like a, a shower with hammam soap and like okay. lots of nice scrubs and cool. whatnot, okay. like hammam-based stuff. And uh, so we walk in together and there's this one lady and she hands us like these two packets with like like a reusable thong (laughs) and and we're like you know undressing and all that and Dave's like turned around for me like I don't know what he's doing (laughs) and then then he's 
I'm turning around to him and I see that he had totally just put that thong on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I like his balls are hanging out in front. <laughs> Honey, I think, I think you got the thong on wrong. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I know his most embarrassing story. <laughs> um, oh yeah. my god, that's amazing. Uh, but the mom itself was actually like really interesting as well because the lady like pretty much washes you everywhere, and he she didn't wash Dave down there, but she washed me down there, which was really interesting. Oh, interesting. And uh, yeah, and then yeah, that's that's the story. I'm like, hmm. that's great. Come on. <laughs> anything embarrassing this week that i can think of um have i done anything embarrassing recently um i was thinking about um (laughs) it's also kind of funny but you were walking up the stairs on the subway on the subway and Yeah. But you, you, when you told it to me, you had your headphones in. Oh, yeah. And so you didn't think anyone heard. Yeah. And then around. you turned around and it was like the sea party. The party of the Red Sea. <laughs> no, I was walking down the street. Oh, I thought you were I walking, walking up down the, the stairs. Street and I just ripped ass. And they were like. Well, it's only natural. It's only natural. Um, I was thinking about, have I told the story of the eggplant on the podcast? We've told that story a million times. What did you do to it? (laughs) Really? I like telling the story because you you, you don't tell the truth. Yeah, go ahead. I told your farting story. You can tell my eggplant story. No, so we went to this... We went to the most awkward dinner party <laughs> of all time, first of all. Also, that was the most awkward dinner party I've ever been to. I need to ask our... In the middle of the dinner party, the girl was like... She's like, he won't let me see his phone. <laughs> He's cheating on me. Isn't that weird? Oh my was God. Like, it was quite no, uncomfortable. Yeah, I go. Fuck out of this room. So anyways, they made this killer eggplant where he just put it on the barbecue and left it there for like four hours and just cooked the shit out of it. It was delicious. Mm. So Alex is like, I can recreate this in the oven. Cool. Great. I'm my my desk at the time was facing the window uh and she like i had my headphones on i'm like editing away and i hear i literally feel and i hear <laughs> a really loud noise like it was loud enough for me to feel it in my chair and i was like and i like i'm like whoa I was like, what was that and she's leaning into the oven <laughs> she opens the door and she goes whoa <laughs> to look into the oven and there's nothing in the oven <laughs> it's all shattered all over the outside it's like hanging she had forgotten shelf. to like poke a hole in it and it sounded like a grenade went off it exploded everything. <laughs> but then she got so upset that she wasted an eggplant that you kind of got a little teary-eyed I don't remember getting teary-eyed. I don't remember that, but I remember being really upset at myself, and I hate wasting food, and I was like, oh, I just wasted it. And it was sitting in there for so long, all the time I was spending waiting for it. But it was in there for, and then boom. (laughs) pretty rad. However, I've made it since many a times, and it's really, really delicious. You leave it in there until the outside gets like super, super soft, and then you cut it open, and you put olive oil and sea salt and chili powder 
Oh, it's like eating butter. It's mm. so good. Yeah, it's really he good. doesn't even like eggplant, but he'll, I hate he loves it. But I like that, yeah. It's better yeah. when you do it on the uh, on the grill, obviously, because yeah. it has that charcoal roastedness. Yeah. But, mm. yeah. Did you do anything stupid or embarrassing? Did you explode an eggplant or fart <laughs> walking down the street? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I kind of had a little bit of thought about this, but I just recently was on a photo shoot, and my sense of humor tends to get a little bit random and dirty and um (laughs) photo shoots are normally like not the most appropriate you know workplace like people make jokes all the time and it's like stylists are always like up in your junk you know doing stuff so it's like it's totally fine but then this one I didn't quite feel through and we were shooting with the photographer and then we're going through you know the selects and whatnot and I'm leaning kind of on my arm in like a funny way that I get this big like armpit vagina (laughs) and you can see it and I'm like and I'm just trying to justify my armpit vagina that I have big shoulders (laughs) like the bigger your shoulders are the bigger the armpit armpit vagina vagina. and it's just crickets it's like he just like doesn't get it and I'm like oh no and then I think he said something like are you having a bit of a sugar rush Like, what happened? What are you on about? Oh, my God. Yeah, so that wow. was actually a little bit embarrassing. That's great. <laughs> I also don't think I've ever heard that armpit vagina when it's, oh, like... Oh, for sure, it's a thing. Smushed together? Or like this Yeah, one. like, if you're, yeah. if, if you're like, leaning on your elbow and then your arm's kind of like that and then yeah. you get, like, a yeah. big skin fold right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for Yeah, coming. thank this you. Thank really you, guys. Yeah. It was so much fun. So People want to follow you on Instagram. Where can they find you? Um, it's at Miss Price. Um, it's M-S-P-R-E-I-S. Um, if you got that, one more time, M-S-P-R-E-I-S. <laughs> I'll tag it as well. Um, yeah. And then if people want to find your music or your um, photography. photography. Well, it's all up on my personal well, like okay. model Instagram. So yeah. cool. they can follow the links and bio. All perfect, right. perfect, yes. great. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Thanks, Corinne. Yes. Yay. Somewhere quiet we can go